0: You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, your team, every day, every day. Every day. Every day. All right, we welcome you into episode number 229 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Good to have you aboard with us. I am your host, Chris Russell. It is May 14th, 2019, as we record this, wherever you might be. hope you're having a good day and a good week. And we begin this episode, episode number 229 of the Locked on Redskins podcast with Monte Nicholson. Indeed, Monte Nicholson, you might be asking, well, why would we start a podcast with a fairly nondescript young player? Well, he became a lot more... Known, I guess, to the rest of the world, certainly he was known in redskin circles for good reasons, for the most part, before what happened in mid-last December. But Monte Nicholson was arrested and charged with assault, misdemeanor uh, assault, after basically what amounted to be a drunken brawl outside of a couple of bars and a nightclub district. Uh, entertainment district. I shouldn't call it a nightclub district. And a nighttime entertainment district is the best way to probably describe it. For those of you not aware, One Loudon is about a mile from Redskins Park in Ashburn, Virginia, in Loudon County. One Loudon. There's all sorts of restaurants, uh, movie theater, shopping, uh, and of course, you know, plenty of places to get your swerve on from an alcohol standpoint. Uh, Not that there's anything wrong with that. What there is something wrong with is when you can't handle your alcohol, and whether it's your own doing or whether it's someone else's doing, something happens, something triggers, and you get involved in some sort of a brawl. And you get arrested, and you're a professional football player, or you're just anybody. Now, Here's a couple of things, okay? First, the charges, according, and this was first reported by Kareem Copeland of the Washington Post, have been dropped because of supposedly insufficient evidence, according to Nicholson's lawyer. So that's the news, and that's what we need to start with, is that... Nicholson has apparently, again, apparently uh, been cleared, um, and and actually the court records, I, I guess, show this as well, that the charges have been dropped, okay? So let's start there. Now, that doesn't mean nothing happened. That doesn't mean Monte Nicholson wasn't a knucklehead in this particular situation, and that also doesn't mean that Monte Nicholson won't be suspended by the NFL. Remember, he was arrested. Remember, there was a TMZ video of him allegedly, allegedly throwing punches uh, with his 24-year-old girlfriend. They returned to the scene. There was uh, obviously alcohol involved. There was an alleged assault of a man and a woman. Um, The Redskins immediately immediately upon finding out what happened or finding out that an incident took place, um, they put him on the non-football injured list. And he missed the final two games of the season when the Redskins absolutely needed any healthy bodies that they possibly can. So they weren't sure exactly what happened, They weren't sure exactly what to do. Again, you have an incident report at 2 o'clock in the morning from the county sheriff's office. Him, meaning Nicholson, and the female suspect, allegedly his girlfriend, physically assaulting a male and a female following an altercation that, according to the police report, quote, occurred after the suspects pulled up in a vehicle and honked the horn at the victims. Now, again, this kind of thing can happen all the time. I know I've been in bad traffic and I've been mad and upset and all that. So, so again, we have to be careful about what we say here, okay? But... He was booked or arrested, eh, booked, on the battery charges, assault charges, and being drunk in public. That's the difference between Monte Nicholson and what he was accused of doing and what most people are accused of doing in heavy traffic or somebody cuts them off or somebody angers them. They beat their horn, they get upset, and maybe they give a middle finger or, or, or whatever, And I'm not saying either is right, but again, this is what he was booked for. The police officers did not just make this up. They weren't there. They can only determine based on what the victims, the alleged victims said, what Nicholson and his girlfriend said, and what happened after the fact. So the Redskins put him on the NFI list, so therefore he was not available to play against the Tennessee Titans in the final road game of the year, and of course against the Philadelphia Eagles in the final game of the year. And again, they needed safety help. They needed any help. They needed special teams help. They needed any kind of bodies, right? So there are Redskins fans that are mad once again that media jumped to conclusions that were critical of Monte Nicholson for no reason, now that the charges have been dropped. Let me read you this specifically from a guy named Anthony Harris at King HTTR, which should tell you again where his perspective is. He's not anything more than a fan fan of anyone and everyone in a Redskins uniform, right? So he's going to take it out on media now that charges have been dropped. So at King HTTR, he tweeted, quote, maybe for the second time this offseason, after destroying a player without all the facts and jumping to conclusions, we find out what we thought, maybe, hoped in some cases. It was, it was not, whatever that means. Basically, he's the point he's getting at is we in the media jumped to conclusions and we should have not said anything and we should have patted Monte Nicholson on the back and said, Good job, Monte. Great job. Wonderful job. That a boy being out drunk in public, getting arrested in some sort of battery incident an assault incident, good job. That a boy. Way to be there for your teammates. That's probably what I should have said. If you think I should have said that, I I, I do apologize to you for not saying that. I do apologize. Uh, Maybe the next time I run into Monte Nicholson, I will say, hey, Monte, you know what? Let me take you out to dinner, perhaps a drink or two, so that we can make good so that we can make sure that you understand how sorry I am for responding in a critical manner to you getting arrested in a incident outside of a bar at 2 o'clock in the morning during a very critical week for your football team and then essentially getting suspended. I, I, m- maybe that's what I'm going to do. When I run into Monte Nicholson next time, maybe that will be my offer. So this at King HTTR person, Anthony Harris, said, quote, like I said back when you ranted on the guy the first time, the country is built on a presumption of innocence, which I hope you are aware of. And until he is proven guilty, that still stands. Athlete be damned. So basically and essentially in a nutshell, no athlete can ever be accused of anything. No athlete can ever be criticized for anything. All that matters... Excuse me. All that matters in this one person's opinion, but I have a feeling in many people's opinion, and maybe many of you that are listening, all that matters is that he was not found guilty, number one, and number two, in this particular case, the charges were dropped. Listen, here's the thing. We should all understand... Just because you're not found guilty or just because charges are dropped or because there's insufficient evidence does not mean you did nothing wrong. It doesn't mean you did wrong. It doesn't mean you're guilty. It does not mean that you did nothing wrong. There was a reason why this incident took place. Burden of proof is really hard to prove. It's too hard to prove in some cases. Even with a TMZ video that appeared, appeared, to be Monte Nicholson throwing haymakers at the victims. I don't know if the reason why these charges were dropped is because they could never prove that that indeed was Monte Nicholson. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Here's the thing. This was not... This was my criticism of Monte Nicholson from the start. He put himself in a bad position at 2 o'clock in the morning in the middle of a short week. Remember, they had beaten Jacksonville Sunday afternoon. They were playing Tennessee Saturday afternoon on the road. It was a Monday night into a Tuesday morning. They didn't have the typical time in between games And I don't even believe they had Tuesday off because I remember Jay Gruden saying uh, he was not at practice, meaning Nicholson. And then Jay Gruden saying, no, 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 we put him on the NFI list. And I believe that was that Tuesday. Meaning 12, 13, 14 hours after the incident. The bottom line here is this. The Redskins didn't know what to do with him. The Redskins acted right away if if their fans and in this particular case this fan but i i truly believe that there are many fans that think like this that just hate the media and think we're all wrong and think we all just jump to conclusions if the redskins did what they did on the eve of one of their most important game of the year Why shouldn't we jump to conclusions? If he was arrested for public intoxication, assault and battery, at 2 o'clock in the morning, a mile from Redskins Park, and then a TMZ video emerges of him allegedly throwing haymakers, what should people think? What should people react? How should people just sit there and go, oh, okay, that's great. Good boy. Good job. Way to go, Monte. Is that how we should act? Should we not say anything? That's absurd. That's utterly absurd, Mr. Harris. And any Redskins fan or any jock defender of any professional athlete that is involved in a particular situation like this, where they are arrested, and they are charged, misdemeanor or not, and then alleged documentation emerges, physical video, gra- uh, video evidence. What are we supposed to do? Just sit there and twiddle our thumbs and say, Monte did nothing wrong. Monte did nothing wrong. He's not guilty until proven guilty. No, no, no. That's not the way it works. That's not the way the NFL works. That's not the way the Redskins work. That's not the way we should work. That's not the way you should work. Nobody said he was absolutely guilty. What we said was it looked really bad. And it was really stupid. And I maintain that. And you cannot like that. I don't really care. It was dumb. It was really stupid of Monte Nicholson to put himself and his team in that particular position. It was unnecessary, regardless of what the criminal justice system ultimately played out as. And this is what people don't understand. You do not have to put yourself in that particular situation especially if you're a professional athlete. It doesn't mean you can't live a life. It doesn't mean you can't go out and have a little fun. Think before you put yourself in that situation. And I realize things can happen. I got it. I understand that. But you have to put yourself in better situations. Because it not only hurts you, but it hurts your team. That's the problem. And that's what Anthony Harris at King HTTR. And that's what anybody that has that same philosophy does not understand. So I'll leave it at that. Now, when we come back, we will put Nicholson in the skin spotlight because his role is important. And just because this happened, that doesn't mean that he will be available, but we'll put him in the skin spotlight. Um, And then we will put Terry McLaurin in the Skins spotlight as we wrap up here on this very long first segment of episode number 229 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. This is David Harrison of the Locked on Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime slash credit card all right it is episode number 229 of the locked on redskins podcast thanks for being with us as always make sure you check out at locked redskins that is the official podcast twitter feed and as well at locked on nfl net on both twitter and instagram for all of the nfl team news and information and as well when you get in your car please tell your smart speaker device to to play podcast locked on Redskins. So away we go. All right. So Monte Nicholson, listen, now that the charges have been dropped for insufficient evidence, that's good. does not mean that he will not be suspended by the NFL. We all know that the NFL is a private enterprise and can suspend as they deem fit. Now I would think being that the charges were dropped and being that it didn't even go to trial, uh, that, it's likely, but not a hundred percent certain by any stretch, it's likely that the NFL will not suspend Monte Nicholson. Should they? I don't know. I would. I mean, again, as we just talked about and as we ranted about, it, it was a really bad decision for him to put himself and his team in that particular spot. Doesn't mean he's guilty. It was still a really bad situation. For him to put himself in that spot, regardless of what happened, ultimately, you shouldn't put yourself or your team in that situation, period. Especially at that time of the year, right before a very, very important game. But looking back on last year, wasn't again as productive uh, as you would have liked. But Monte Nicholson played plenty at free safety, 38 snaps in week two, 46 in week three against the Packers, 23 in week five. Um, f- he was hurt, uh, in, in week four against new Orleans, uh, actually, no, uh, I'm sorry. He took a stupid penalty in that one. So, uh, I think they, they, uh, kind of sat him down. I, I don't know uh, why pro football focus doesn't have, uh, those numbers on him for that particular game. But anyway, uh, 23 safety, uh, 23 free safety, <laughs> 23 free safety snaps in week 5, 49 in week 6, 44 in week 7, 51 in week 8, and then it goes down from there. Week 9, just 20. Week 10, 3. Week 11, 1. And of course, he didn't play the rest of the uh, year. So you have a situation here. Where Monte Nicholson certainly contributed, they also had him line up in the box at times. They had him cover uh, corners in the slot, occasionally outside, depending on matchups as well. Monte Nicholson has the ability, for sure, has the ability to do a lot of things, and to help out the Redskins in coverage. Remember, they spent a lot of money on Landon Collins, but they still don't have, arguably, a free safety. They have Troy Apke, they have DeShazer Everett. Neither one of those guys are free safeties in the mold of that they're ready to play a full-time load at free safety. If Monte Nicholson can stay healthy, he absolutely can. He absolutely can. And as a matter of fact, um, you know what? I was screwing up. The Week 4 game against New Orleans, uh, I thought it was Week 4. It was actually Week 5. forgot about that. My bad on that. I apologize. Um, It was a Week 5 game, uh, and that was Monte Nicholson's worst game of the year. He took a really dumb penalty on a third down stop that extended a drive uh, and overall graded out a 28.5 in that game. Not that any Redskins uh, were good in that game, but overall a 28.5 in 61 total snaps uh, in that particular football game. Now, that being said, Monte Nicholson overall, his grades last year, a 47.2, again, overall, a 68.6 in terms of stopping the run, 29.8. In terms of tackling, yeah. 64.5 as a pass rusher, so that's you know good, certainly, but 42.8 in terms of coverage, and again, really hurt uh, by that particular Monday night loss against the New Orleans Saints, but there were some other low performances, i.e. Tampa uh, and others. Again, Monte Nicholson can be a lot better for the Washington Redskins. I know he can. He's got the talent. But remember, the knock against him coming out of Michigan State was he didn't stay healthy. That has turned out to be mostly true. And two, he wasn't a great coverage safety and didn't really have the necessary and requisite skills of diagnosing, of Uh, following assignments, all of that stuff. Again, that can be coached up. That can be made better. Certainly the Redskins blame some of that on their coaching staff by making the moves that they did. Hopefully Ray Horton, the new defensive backs coach, can make a difference in that regard. But Monte Nicholson overall on the year, overall on the year, allowed 13 receptions Against 17 targets as graded by profootballfocus.com. He missed nine tackles. Nine. Nine. Including five in that Green Bay game, uh, which, you know, is, is pretty hard to fathom, but that's what they charged him. Nine tackles, right? Uh, so that's not good. Um, again, 13 catches, 17 receptions, 14.8 yards. Per reception, 192 total yards uh, worth given up, yards after the catch, 171 so you know, 171 after or out of 192 after the catch, uh, and a touchdown. Yeah, obviously, Monte Nicholson can do a lot better. And if he's going to play as the primary free safety with Landon Collins, certainly Landon Collins is going to help him in a lot of different ways. And you would expect Monte Nicholson can play more of his deep coverage role because Landon Collins is going to take a lot of the underneath stuff. He's going to play a lot more in the box. He's going to walk down on tight ends slot receivers that type of thing so hopefully a reduction in terms of the role of monte nicholson assuming he can stay healthy and assuming he can avoid being a knucklehead is going to help the washington redskins hey guys it's chris russell here locked on redskins podcast let's talk about sex yes Indeed. Remember the days you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get the extra confidence in bed you want. Listen up guys. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready Whenever an opportunity arises, Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in person doctor's visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, and no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code LOCKED ON. That's right. Special promo code locked on. Just pay five dollars in shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code locked on to try it for free. Blue Chew, the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Locked On Redskins podcast. Back here on the Locked On Redskins Podcast. It is episode number two twenty-nine. We wrap it up this way by putting Terry McLaren, the Redskins third round pick, rookie wide receiver out of Ohio State and Special Teams Ace in the Skins Draft Spotlight, per Bob BobMcGinnFootball.com. Uh, uh, McLaurin turned 11 of his 35 receptions into touchdowns um, this year. So, you know, that again, that's one-third of his receptions that were touchdowns. And again, 20 yards per catch, and of course, very, very, very fast. Now, a coordinator on special teams in the NFL said he's the top offensive player for sure in the draft uh, and it's hard to find play uh, receivers that play good on special teams this guy does so again the Redskins put a value on this as they have with guys like Troy Apke and others in recent years after being so woeful on special teams and not understanding what has to happen in order to win football games that there are more ways to win football games than just throwing the rock around mcLaren six foot 207 pounds again versus a team like michigan state last november he had great punt coverage and again four three speed uh knocking the ball down at the one batting it back into play on another one he downed inside the one um urban meyer Right after that game, now the former Ohio State head coach said, quote, Terry might have taken over the title as the best gunner I've had. It's with great reverence I say that. You go all the way back to Brad Roby, to Devin Smith, to Denzel Ward, Gary and Conley. Terry's as good as there is. So that's from Urban Meyer. Now, again, he's got certainly... Something at that point to defend, but the point of the matter is, is everybody knows McLaurin is really good in that role. What people might not be aware of is, again, not only is he good in that role, not only does he have the great speed, but he also is a pretty good blocker. And as we pointed out here, he can run inside and outside. One personnel guy to Bob McGinn football said, "quote He is like the anti wide receiver." Zero diva. He understands special teams, and that's how you get on the field. It's just his whole mindset. Some guys say that, and it's bull beep. This kid really gets it. Another one said he's sharp. He's at a different level. He's so far above most college players when it comes to how he presents himself. There's no way you miss on that guy. Uh, One other NFL special teams coordinator said, quote, we're all over him. No brainer. He's at least a third-round pick. So the bottom line is, is people value more than just catches and touchdowns. But Terry McLaurin can do everything. And that's why I'm most excited. That's why he's my best value pick uh, of this particular draft class. I don't know if he'll ultimately have the best career. Certainly, there are more talented players that will make bigger impacts statistically. Terry McLaren can do it all. He can run block. He can catch inside and out. He can outrun you. He can get yards after the catch. And he's a demon on special teams. Thank you. I'll take that. All right, we'll end the... Locked on Redskins podcast episode number 229 that way on a positive note uh, after a little bit of positive news that the Redskins got about the Monte Nicholson situation. We'll see how that turns out. Thanks for being with us again. Episode number 229 right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast.